Thank you for joining me again today. It is Friday, March 17th, 2023, uh, St. Patrick's Day. So thank you for joining me. We have a good show for you today. Um, and again, my name is Ryan, and I am a sinner who is saved by grace through faith because of the sacrifice that Jesus Christ made for me on the cross where he died and three days later was resurrected so I can have an assurance of salvation and a resurrection at the last day. So thank you again for joining me. Um, here, let me adjust a few things on the screen. There we go. All right, again, thank you for joining me, and we'll jump right on into it today. Uh, what I expected to happen, Janet Yellen just told us all that uh, Janet Yellen, the Treasury Secretary, just said not all uninsured deposits will be protected in future bank failures. And this really upsets me. Um, I'm somebody who really cares about fairness and being, you know, equally applying the laws to everybody as that's a necessary part of our Constitution. And this is just a complete slap in the face to average people like you and me. And what we saw in 2008 was that the big banks all got bailed out of their problems that they made and created for themselves, while average Americans like me and you and everybody else were losing their homes. And it seems like they are going to just go ahead and do that again. So we will read this story before I jump too much into my own personal opinion on it. Washington, a Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen sought to reassure markets and lawmakers on Thursday that the federal government is committed to protecting U.S. bank deposits following the Silicon Valley Bank and Signature Bank failures over the weekend. Our banking system remains sound and Americans can feel confident that their deposits will be there when they need them. Under questioning, however, Yellen admitted that not all depositors will be, will be protected over the FDIC insurance limits of $250,000 per account, as they did for customers of the two failed banks. Yellen has been at the center of emergency federal efforts this past week to recover deposits for account holders at two failed banks, the California-based Silicon Valley Bank, or SVB, and the crypto-heavy Signature Bank based in New York. A majority of SBV's customers were small tech companies, venture capital firms, and entrepreneurs who used the bank for day-to-day -day cash management to run their businesses. Those customers had $175 billion on deposit with tens of millions in individual accounts. That left SVB with one of the highest share of uninsured deposits in the country when it collapsed with 94% of its deposits landing above the FDIC's $250,000 insurance limit. And what's upsetting about this is that that's not how insurance works. Okay, like, just boiling it down, if I buy insurance that has a limit of $250,000, it's going to be applied to me to the penny. Okay? But if you're a Silicon Valley startup that has, you know, connections to venture capital firms and big money, they'll cover you up as much as they, uh, as they want. They'll cover you up to as much as what your account's worth. And so they'll do this at the first couple banks that are like this, but as it gets on down the line and more and more banks fail, if they do, I, I hope that they don't, but if they do, at some point, they're going to have to actually, you know, in, enforce the insurance limit that, we, that they paid into. So again, it's not like the government is just handing out a bunch of money 
So it, 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 what FDIC is, is it's insurance, okay? And so the banks and you and me through the banks all pay for this insurance like you would any other insurance. And so when somebody gets covered above that insurance limit, that means that there is less money to pay out the people later on down the line that also paid into it. And so it's just a huge scam that the um, that the that are that is being perpetrated on the American people that these banks are getting bailed out for their full account values. When you and me and if you lose your house, they're not going to reimburse you for the value of your house. There's no insurance there. And it's just, you know, I'm a very conservative person. I'm a, I'm a Republican, so I'll just let you know that. But I'm not all about socialism. But what we need to do is we need to stick to what we agreed to. Okay? We all agreed $250,000 is the limit. If you decided to go and have an account with more than that in it and you didn't get any kind of extra insurance, because what they're not telling you is that we could that these companies could have bought extra insurance that covered their accounts for the entire value. They could have been paying into that out of their own pockets in case something like this happened. They could have done their due diligence with SVB and made sure that they uh, that it was a bank that wasn't doing a bunch of social justice nonsense and uh, environmental so social government stuff. Okay, they could have gone to a bank that wasn't a complete uh, you know uh, failure of a bank, right? They could have gone somewhere that wasn't doing all of those things, but they decided to go with SVB. And they're, they should have had to pay the consequences of it. And I know that they're going to say, oh, this was to try to stop more banks from failing and keep up the, uh, the, uh, the idea that your, your money's insured and stop bank runs. But it's, only, it's just going to cause people more and more heartache as they're now assuming that they're going to get bailed out of all of their money in those accounts when in reality they won't. So just something to be aware of. It's very upsetting to me when an unequal application of the laws happens. And, and that's exactly what this is. You are banks are by law required to pay into the FDIC insurance. And this is just an example of Janet Yellen playing favorites and covering all of her friends over in Silicon Valley who have billions and billions of dollars of uninsured liabilities with this bank. So again, not something that I'm happy about. And uh, here is we'll get a Bible verse that has to do with this a little bit. And uh, I think that it, this is a good one. It comes from Proverbs 22, 22 to 23. Do not rob the poor because he is poor, nor oppress the afflicted at the gate. For the Lord will plead their cause and plunder the soul of those who plunder them. And I think that that is a message that the rulers in our society really need to get and to understand. They cannot just treat us like we are idiots and dumb and poor because we're poor. So, uh, something to think about, I hope. And uh, again, I, I love our country. I, I love, you know, the, the constitution. And I think that it's really important that we live up to the laws that have been legally created and that this is a complete, uh, it's crony capitalism is, is essentially what it is. All right. So we're going to move on to our second news story. Uh, this one, um, is along the line it comes from china so china is uh has been in the last week or so been very successful in its international relations it brokered a deal between saudi arabia and iran uh that they they both fall on different sides of the 
the Muslim world, one's Sunni and the other is Shiite. And uh, so China stepped in and was able to broker a deal that ended the civil war in Yemen that was being funded by these two opposing sides. And so uh, now China is proposing an initiative on global civilization, and they'd like nothing more than for their communist ideals to be at the center of any kind of a global uh, government or glo one world power. And so... Uh, leaders of political parties and organizations from around the world have hailed the China-proposed Global Civilization Initiative, saying that it has great relevance together with the Global Development Initiative and Global Security Initiative to building up countries' consensus on addressing mounting global challenges in terms of peace, security development, security development, and harmonious coexistence. And this comes from ChinaDaily.com. Uh, their comments come as Xi Jinping, General Secretary of the Communist Party of China Central Committee, unveiled the Global Civilization Initiative on Wednesday at the CPC in dialogue with World Political Party's high-level meeting. The meeting's theme was Path Towards Modernization, the Responsibility of Political Parties. The initiative calls for respect for the diversity of civilizations, upholding the common values of humanity in pursuing peace, development, equity, that's something we need to be concerned about. Equity is not the same as equality. Justice, democracy, and freedom, and promoting robust international people-to-people -people exchanges and cooperation. Politi political leaders who took part in the virtual meeting spoke positively about Xi's initiative and expressed their willingness to work with the CPC, the Chinese, uh, I don't hear CPC, uh, to play a guiding role in promoting exchanges and mutual learning of civilizations and pursuing a path toward modernization based on their own national context. This is just China attempting to normalize their horribly evil, repressive, authoritarian, uh, communist uh, government and trying to, to normalize that by, I believe that they're essentially just going to pay everybody off that's a part of this. So they're going to say, if you're a part of this, we'll give you loans and money and all sorts of benefits to say that you're part of this, uh, really, you know, uh, uh, global civilization initiative. And it's something that we should absolutely be concerned about. We shouldn't be scared or worried about it. And again, we shouldn't be scared or worried about what's going on in the financial system. Uh, God is in control. And ultimately, we will see in the verse that I'm going to read uh, what will happen in civilization at the end of time and so we're going to read a passage uh oh i forgot to put the verse on there i'm sorry it comes from uh this is psalm 2 sorry about that uh and it says why do the nations rage and the people plot a vain thing the kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed, saying, Let us break their bonds in pieces and cast away their cords from us. He who sits in the heavens shall laugh. The Lord shall hold them in derision. Then he shall speak to them in his wrath and distress them in his deep displeasure. Yet I have set my king on my holy hill of Zion. I will declare the decree the Lord has said to me, You are my son, today I have begotten you. Ask of me, and I will give you the nations for your inheritance, and the ends of the earth for your possession. You shall break them with a rod of iron. 
you shall dash them to pieces like a potter's vessel. Now therefore, be wise, O kings, be instructed, you judges of the earth, serve the Lord with fear, and rejoice with trembling. Kiss the son, lest he be angry, and you perish in the way, when his wrath is kindled but a little. Blessed are those who put their trust in him. And that's where we need to put our actual trust. All of these global initiatives and, and these things that the communists are doing to try to take over the primary position as the world's superpower, we should be concerned about them. We should do what we can to stop them and, and petition our governments to make sure that they don't gain any more ground. Obviously, the communists are horribly evil and, and, will, and want to bring us into a society that's got uh, you know, social credit scores and the controlling of, of your day-to-day -day life and the movement that you have throughout the world. And we need, so we need to be concerned about it, but we shouldn't be worried. We shouldn't be scared because someday Jesus Christ is going to come back and he will rule this world, and he will uh, dash the nations to pieces like a potter's vessel, okay? And that's why our leaders need to be wise, and they need to be instructed by the Bible. And unfortunately, here in the United States, I don't believe that our president, Joe Biden, or our vice president have really any connection to anything remotely close to Christianity. Uh, I know Biden claims to be a Catholic, but he also is completely for uh, murdering babies in the womb, and that's directly against his own church's teaching. So I have no idea what he even actually really believes. And so here's a song from poor Bishop Hooper that I'm going to play for us right now. your holy mountain you have placed your chosen king on the throne of Zion still you proclaim On your holy mountain, you have placed your chosen king. On the throne of Zion, still you proclaim. Ask of me, ask of me, 
ask of me, and I will make the nations your heritage, the ends of the earth your possession. You shall break them with the rod of iron, and dash them in pieces, dash them in pieces. I will make the nations your heritage, the ends of the earth your possession. You shall break them with the rod of iron and dash them to pieces, dash them to pieces. All right, that was just a little bit of that song. I highly recommend you check out Poor Bishop Hooper. They're a wonderful couple that did a song for every one of the psalms and so you should go check them out over here on youtube all right we'll get into the last two stories that are kind of combined kind of the same and so we have humanoid robots are coming so we have a look here at this uh figure 01 a humanoid robot being built by a startup called figure and this looks very similar to a humanoid robot that elon musk is working on as well uh, that he will be making through Tesla. And uh, we'll read the story here. It's from Axios. Human-shaped robots with dexterous hands will be staffing warehouses and retail stores, tending to the elderly, and performing household chores within a decade or so, according to a Silicon Valley startup working toward that vision. Uh, let's just say that startup is likely being bailed out by uh, the federal government right now. <laughs> um... And why it matters, demographic trends such as a persistent labor shortage and the growing elder care crisis make fully functioning AI-driven humanoid robots look tantalizingly appealing. Companies such as Amazon are reportedly worried about running out of warehouse workers whose jobs are physically and mentally demanding with high attrition. And one of the problems that Amazon is running into right now is they've literally hired all of the workers in certain areas. So... In, in certain areas where their warehouses are, they've literally gone through 100% of the unskilled labor force. And so they hire them, they get fed up with the job, and then they quit, and then they hire somebody else. And they've literally gone through 100% of the workers in certain areas. And so they're facing staffing shortages, and this is always something that they're looking at to... Uh, solve those staffing problems. The first thing that Amazon did to help with their staffing problems is they created moving shelving units. So at an Amazon warehouse today, the most modern ones, the shelves with all the items that need to be picked move to the human as they're standing at a station. They pick the item and then the shelf moves on to the next person. And that just happens in a big rotating, not circle because they're uh, they have more smarts than to have to go in just a circle. But uh, yeah, so that's one of the ways that they've started to automate their warehouses. And that eventually that they would love to go to full automation as that is way easier and way cheaper than dealing with human beings. On top of the fact that Americans really don't want to do these jobs. We would much rather uh, have a service sector job or something that isn't so menial and unskilled. Uh, so a heavy-hitting startup called Figure, which just emerged from, emerged from what they call stealth mode, is building a prototype of a humanoid robot that the company says will eventually be able to walk, climb stairs, open doors, use tools, and lift boxes. 
and perhaps even make dinner. The company is the brainchild of Brett Adcock, a tech entrepreneur who previously founded Archer Aviation, a flying taxi maker that went public, and Vettery, an online hiring marketplace that he and his partner sold for $100 million. That's kind of funny. They make an online hiring marketplace, and now they're going to make the robot sell it. And now they're going to make the robot to put that out of business. <laughs> um, and so he's got 40 leading roboticists from Boston Dynamics and Tesla. Uh, so Boston Dynamics is out in Massachusetts, and they have been making humanoid and animal-like robots for a while. Uh, they've got humanoid robots that can jump and do flips and do a bunch of crazy stuff. Uh, they've got a dog-like robot that they mounted a uh, gun to, and it can actually go around and shoot, which is pretty scary. Um, and now some of those scientists and engineers have moved over to this new company uh, in Sunnyvale, California, and they are working on a prototype. Uh, we just and they said we just got done in December with our full scale humanoid. We'll be walking. We'll be walking that in the next thirty days. So they're gonna have they have a fully functioning prototype. Well, not fully functioning. They have a full scale prototype, and it looks like it will be able to walk shortly. And so that is something that we need to be aware of. We're gonna move on to our last story, which is in the same vein, and it says. Bots run rampant on social media, and most people can't tell the difference anymore. And so you combine these two stories, there's going to be a humanoid-shaped robot, and then it's going to have to have some kind of software that you interact with. And we already have software that humans can't detect is actually artificial. And so if anybody's played with ChatGPT from OpenAI, that's what they used, along with an image-generating software, to uh, create uh, completely artificial social media uh, web uh, social media pages for fake robots. And so I'll read the story now. Uh, this is out of Copenhagen, Denmark, and it's in a uh, website called Study Finds by John Anderer. There was a time when it was more or less easy to spot fake profiles on social media platforms like Facebook or Twitter. Images were usually pirated from elsewhere and easily traced and the posts were almost always poorly written in a robotic fashion. Fast forward to today, however, and the AI boom of 2023 is blurring the lines between real social media accounts and bots more difficult than ever before. Interesting, I don't think that was a very well-crafted sentence. Uh, scientists from Copenhagen Business School conducted an experiment in which 375 participants were asked to differentiate between real and fake social media profiles. The fake accounts were created and maintained by some of the latest AI technology. The ensuing results were eye-opening. Subjects largely could not tell the difference between artificially generated fake Twitter accounts and real ones. Moreover, participants actually tended to erroneously think the AI accounts were less likely to be fake than the genuine ones. And so, again, if you combine these last two stories, the humanoid robots are going to have to have some kind of software that they will be running to interface with human beings and it seems like that is progressing along at the same pace and so uh this is this might not seem like a bible verse that corresponds to it but uh, i'm going to read it and i believe that it does it comes from daniel chapter 12 verse 4 and so daniel is a book full of prophecy uh and so one of these prophecies is but you o daniel 
or you, Daniel, sorry. Sorry, let me start again. Daniel 12, 4. But you, Daniel, shut up the words and seal the book until the time of the end. Many shall run to and fro, and knowledge shall increase. And, you know, we can see today that human beings are crisscrossing the globe at rates that we couldn't have even imagined 50 to definitely not 100 years ago. Uh, you know, there's tens of thousands of flights that take off and land every single day from the United States all the way to Australia and, and everywhere in between. And so we are definitely running to and fro. And what we have seen, especially in the last few months, our knowledge is drastically increasing at an ever-increasing pace. We have so much more knowledge than we did 10 years ago. And even 10 years ago, we had so much more knowledge than we did 50 years ago. And it's only going to continue to increase and increase until Psalm chapter 2 come or some yeah, Psalm chapter 2 comes to fruition and Jesus Christ comes back and breaks the nations with a rod of iron. And so that's what we can expect and what we can hope for. Our hope is in Jesus Christ. Uh, we can see all of these technologies and how they could affect our world and we should be concerned about them and, and do what we can to mitigate those problems. But ultimately, Jesus Christ is going to come back someday. I think he's going to come back soon, but we don't know for sure. No man knows the day or the hour, so I'm not making any kind of a prediction. But uh, yeah, with the way things are progressing and, and how quickly they're progressing, it's something that we should be excited about and hopefully awaiting. And it may not come in our lifetimes, but there's a good chance that it will. We've seen significant prophecies be fulfilled in the last hundred years. I think the biggest of which is the uh, indwelling of the nation of Israel in the land that the Jews have gone back to Israel and established a country there where they are bringing more and more Jews back home to the land every single day, which is wonderful. Uh, that's exactly what God wants. And that's something that we should, that we have been looking for in prophecy for, you know, 2000 years up until 1948 when it came to fruition. And so that's a, a big fulfilled prophecy of the Bible. And, and we're going to see more and more of those come true in the coming years and potentially decades. So something to look out for. And, and I thank you for joining me today, March 17th, 2023, for episode four of AIIW News. Please, if you enjoyed this, like it, share it with your friends and family. And I hope that it is edifying to you. And I hope that you have a wonderful day. If you have any questions, if you have any comments, uh, you can check out the subreddit as it is written, or you can leave comments on this video wherever you are watching it. Thanks again, and have a wonderful weekend.